Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode 121. Hey there, localists. This is Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire. Welcome you to the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. Today's podcast is jam-packed with tips, strategies, and the motivation you need to take your business to the next level. I'm excited about what you'll learn from today's interview. And don't forget that choosing local when you have the opportunity is vital to your community. So now, let me introduce your host, Christy Hostler, with today's interview. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and as always, I'm your host today. And I'm so excited that you've decided to join us today for this episode of the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. Now, before I get into our content, I did want to start by reminding you that if you need a website for any reason, we recommend Bluehost Web Hosting Services. It's a great service, and they host over hundreds of thousands of websites all at the same time and are really able to provide great quality service and never let you have any downtime on your website. So it's a great decision to use Bluehost. And if you want to use Bluehost, simply go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. Once you get there, you'll find a place where you can put in the web address you're thinking about purchasing, and you can go ahead and make that purchase. And when you do that, I will send you a cheat sheet of plugins that you need to go ahead and get on your website from day one so that you can be visible to all the people you want to be visible to, but hidden from all the people that would seek to use your website in a way to promote their own things. So we never want that as well. So brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website if you need a website for any reason whatsoever. So localists, you know, in my crazy journey, after I quit my job, moved to Key West, I have been building my local food cart business. And if there's one thing, hopefully by now you know, is that nothing is ever going to stay the same with what I'm doing. I'm always constantly tweaking. I'm constantly looking for an edge. I'm constantly looking for anything that I could change that might give me a little better uh, financial position as far as revenues and profits and that sort of thing. So um, over the past several weeks and months even, I have gotten, um, I don't want to say feedback because it's not like people have given me direct feedback, but I've picked up on people's reactions to um, my products that I'm serving, specifically my ice cream and my coffee. And um, I will tell you that uh, they are rather large portions. My ice cream I have been serving in an 8-ounce container, but it's not just 8 ounces. It's kind of a heaping 8 ounces, if you know what I mean. And my coffee, uh, the only size coffee I've been serving, is a 16-ounce cup of coffee, which um, for some of us that are coffee lovers is great. For other people that are worried about staying up all night or something like that, it's uh, a little bit too big. So I do get a lot of people that tell me um, that they just want, like, stop before I get to the top. They don't want that much. And so I've taken that and looked at to see what actually I could do to improve my um, product sizes or, or kind of tweak and experiment with my portion sizes. And you also know that I went through a period last week where I had to get down to the nitty-gritty and figure out exactly what my cost per serving was for ice cream. And when I did that, I realized that each ice cream cost me $3. I sell it for $5. That leaves me $2 profit. Now, that might sound good, but in... Uh, retail margins and that sort of thing, It's that was a pretty slim margin for 
um, that type of, of uh, low-priced item. And something like that, if you put in $3, you definitely at least want to get 3 back, possibly even more. And so um, I was looking for a way to kind of help my profit margins with that. And so uh, I here's what I did. I went to the place where I have to get all my paper goods, and I looked to see what else they have. And I found a six-ounce container, and it's perfectly fine for what I need to use it for. And I also looked at my coffee options, and instead of getting a 16-ounce cup, they also have a 12-ounce cup. So what I did, and I experimented with this starting last night out at the pier, is uh, I the, the cup size that I used to serve, which was the 8-ounce and uh, heaping 8 ounces, which is a large. It's a large serving of ice cream. And I'm now calling it my large, and that is my $8 cup of ice cream. If they want a small, it's the 6-ounce cup, and it's $5. And I did the same type of strategy with my coffee. The coffee cup that I used to serve, which was a 16-ounce cup, for $3 is now my large, and I sell it for $4. And then I have replaced my, my regular $3 coffee cup with a 12-ounce cup. Now, these are t the type things that you can do all the time. Um, I have not done anything um, that would actually, I mean, every improvement that I made either took less product, therefore it was costing me less money, and I gave, them to it, gave it to them for the same price I was giving a larger serving, and I haven't gone through and actually figured out what the difference is in my liquid nitrogen for making a six-ounce coffee cup versus an eight-ounce, not coffee cup, a six-ounce cup versus an eight-ounce cup, but I did notice last night when I was making, because I did sell several large ice creams last night, um, it, it looked like it was only taking me um, about a cup of liquid nitrogen rather than the normal cup and a half I was using for other types of uh, other servings of ice cream that I was making. So let me tell you what this does um, for people. And, and this is something that's funny because I find that a lot of people want to come to my booth and they want to get something, but then they, they have somebody with them and they want to share it. And what I have done is I have made the, the regular small servings really too small to share. It's, you're not going to get much if you're going to share. And I have priced them in a way that I haven't robbed from my bottom line. Um, I did notice last night, whenever I was, same thing, you know, honestly, I hate to say it, but same thing with a coffee cup. There's a lot of couples that will share a cup of coffee. And um, I've now they have a large option. If they want to share, they'll get a large. And if they don't, they'll get a small, and it'll be like an individual serving size cup. So it's one of those things where there's a lot of psychology involved. But if you give people too large of a serving, uh, there is a tendency to share. And what that does is that takes away from your bottom line. Now, you can either give them a larger option where you can get more uh, for it and you can charge more for it. But at the same time, um, there are a lot of benefits in tweaking your portion sizes. And when you get to the point where you know your cost per serving, it really makes a lot of sense to do this kind of thing. 
Now, I experimented, like I say, last night with it, and it's a little bit harder for me to get used to. Um, It's harder for me to have, uh, now I have four different types of containers on my food cart rather than just uh, two. And you know what? That's okay because uh, in the long run, it's a good thing. It's, It's definitely a good thing for my business. And I did notice that I was selling last night. I was selling the large serving ice cream to people that wanted to share. And now I get $8 for it instead of $5. Um, It's also a wonderful thing that I have a smaller size because a lot of children will um, be served my ice cream. And um, kids don't need a huge, huge portion of ice cream because they can't eat it all anyway. And if they are sharing with multiple children or the parents also want some, then many people will go ahead and opt for a large. And I've checked my pricing, and I've looked at what is around, and there is a local uh, ice cream shop that's not far from where I am, and my small size that that I serve is like what they charge $8 for. So um, I feel like I'm, you know, pretty reasonable still in my pricing for that. Again, this is Key West pricing, and everything's more expensive because whatever ingredients we have or can use down here have to be trucked in, and it's just uh, there's a, just a higher cost of doing business. So overall, I feel much better positioned price-wise to actually bring in profit and to hopefully really impact my bottom line. Now, last night was a slow night um, at, at the pier, um, and I still ended up making more than the minimum I needed need to make in order to to live and um, my pizza is still selling great the strategy that I went through where I changed from individual servings to slices um, has been working very very well and I've just been you know making it as I can I make a entire cheese pizza and then if people want pepperoni as they order it I put pepperoni and get it all hot again and Uh, They have pepperoni pizza. So it's an easy thing for me to change from the, you know, type of topping that they want. But what I have found is that people are actually liking my pizza and they come back and they tell me, oh, that was really good. Or they actually come back and get a second piece, which is always like the ultimate compliment. Like I had it once and it was good enough that I would do it again. And so I think, um, you know, the pizza continues to, to sell fairly well um, on most nights and like I say last night was a slow night and I would say a third of my business was pizza. I did not sell as many ice creams last night as I normally do which I thought was strange because it was a really warm day in Key West yesterday. I mean it got up into um, you know close to 80 degrees and, and pretty humid yesterday and we never even got to a point when the sun went down where we were all putting on our you know long sleeve shirts or hoodies or anything like that so it stayed Uh, pretty warm all day. It was just a different kind of crowd last night, and all the other vendors were saying just how slow it was and what a strange crowd it was last night. Um, But I also, um, you know, with tweaking, with anything, anytime you tweak anything, it takes a little bit for you and for, um, well, even for your customers to figure it out. Now, these are not customers that come back every single day. But you have to realize that the signage or the the way you've written it out and the way you've put it on your sign and the way you put it on your menu could be confusing. It could take a little bit more explaining to do. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things where it's just a new habit to create. So I started off pretty well getting some ice cream sales right away for the 
large size ice cream that I'm making. And so I was encouraged by that. And I also actually had a few people that said, I want a large coffee. And they were two at a time. And so instead of getting my normal $6 for that, I would I got $8. And so that helps. There are several vendors that I've talked to down at Mallory Square that they won't sell anything for less than $5 a pop. And you really get to a point where you almost have to uh, price your things in that fashion in order to make it. Um, it's expensive. It's expensive to do business down there. Um, if you think about it, it seems like it seems like whenever I'm only paying twenty dollars a night, that it's uh, you know that's a very reasonable thing. But but think about it like this: I'm in a six foot by eight foot space. So what is that? Forty eight square feet, right? And I'm paying six hundred dollars a month for forty eight square feet. So you see what I'm saying? It's it's kind of it's kind of pricey whenever you look at it at it like that and look at what I'm actually getting for that $600 a month that I'm paying in rent, so to speak. So um, you definitely have to, to keep tweaking your products and your pricing. And, you know, the thing is you're never actually... You, you never are actually married to anything new that you do. You know, if you change a cup or a size or a price, you can change it one night and then you can move it back the next night if it didn't go well. Or you can keep testing it for, I mean, I always try to test things at least more than one night to see how they do. And it, there's there's value in that. I mean, even if you're not sure what you're pricing should be or what sure what sure what your portion size should be it's very simple to test it and see how your crowd responds um after i kept seeing you know people's eyes get really big and they go wow that's huge talking about my ice cream or i would see them each thinking about getting one and then they saw how big it was and they decided to share i realized I was giving way too big of portions, and then when I did my cost, I realized the reason I'm not making as much money as I want to on each one is because I am serving such large portions. Now, this is also something that I have seen time and again on the uh, reality TV shows where, whether it's uh, Restaurant Impossible or Kitchen Nightmares, and you see it time and again where you go in and there is a, a restaurant serving just this huge plate of food. And I understand that. I understand that you want to give people a great value um, for their money. But what you also have to realize is, in my situation, there is no takeout. There's no, you know, <laughs> there's no leftover doggy bag for ice cream because it won't be any good. But it's not a great value if people are having to throw half of it away and they feel like they paid... Um, you know, for a portion that they threw away. And so don't be afraid to experiment. It's it's tweaking, these constantly tweaking and fine changes, especially when you know they can be very data-driven and you can get them to get to the point where you can figure out, you know, exactly what your cost is for each one, what your profit is for each one. By that same token, you'll also know which ones you want to become your main selling products because they're the ones that you want those to be your highest profit margin products. So there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. You can't just randomly put up pricing and arbitrarily pick a number out of the air and then run with it. And, and that happens so often, especially in food, because it takes a lot more layers of math, I should say, to... Um, actually get down to what your cost is per serving of anything 
And, um, you know, it, it's worth doing the math. It's worth knowing it because you might think you're making a killing on the product, but when you actually look, you're not. And you actually run the numbers and you're not making near that you near what you thought and so by keeping an eye on that and by making sure you know my goal very soon once we get into the really the the height of the tourist season and the height of our season I'm probably going to be so swamped with everything that I am only going to be able to serve ice cream and what a terrible business plan to take my lowest margin product and make that my only product that I'm selling right so Now's the time to fix these things, and that's the beauty of having an off-season and an on-season is that you do get to experiment, you do get to try, you do get to adjust and make changes and tweak things and see the impact on the bottom line. I'm not losing sales because I made my large ice cream $8 because I still have a $5 option, and I'm not losing sales because I made my coffee $4. My large coffee is $4, but I still have my $3 option, and so people can definitely get um, what they want and they can get it at a fair price it's just not the heaping overwhelming portion that they used to get and they used to make comments about so listen to the clues that your customers give you because if you're doing something you know it's one thing to wow your customers but if you're wowing them to the point and it's costing you so much that you can't stay in business then clearly you're doing a disservice to your client base because you're not going to be in business very long in order to wow them so you have to figure out a way to wow them in a way that doesn't cost you money and that uh, doesn't take away from your bottom line so I wanted to share with you those couple of tweaks that I've been making and I'm always going to be looking for more tweaks um you know I'll tell you this the interesting thing is I have uh even with my coffee, I have been experimenting with the creamers that I use um, because people, you know, need creamers. And, and hands down, I've never tried it. I never put it on my cart, but I always have people ask, you know, when I say, do you need cream and sugar in your coffee? Um, they always want to make sure it's not that powdered stuff. So universally, powdered cream is definitely a no-no. So I never even went down that road, so that's okay. But what I found was when I first started, I, I got, um, the, you know, those flavored coffee creamers that they um, sell, the French vanilla and hazelnut, and just the basic flavors. I know right now they've branched out into, you know, all other types of flavors that are almost like dessert type flavors and all that and it's just too much explaining to do to try to explain to someone what a caramel uh, dolce la leche or whatever it is um, what, what that kind of flavor is you know so what I have found is the most basic things are the best sellers and I consistently offer people French vanilla hazelnut or just regular and People, nine times out of ten, choose just regular cream, which is, for me, it's half and half. And um, the interesting thing is that that's, that's actually the cheapest for me to provide to them based on, um, you know, the cost per serving and that sort of thing. So I am no longer going to take up space in my coolers having the hazelnut and the French vanilla for the one person a, a night or one person every other night that wants it I will simply if they want cream and sugar they get half and half if they ask me for French vanilla or hazelnut which actually I've never had anybody do so it's really strange that you know to me I thought those were you know very basic um, things that I had to have and over and over again the research and the data has come back that just basic 
uh, is good. So don't, you know, don't overload your customers with choices and options because uh, it's more confusing. It takes them longer to make their decision. And I'm even weeding out some of my um, toppings based on, not the, actually based on the fact that they, of how they sell, um, but I'm weeding them out based on the cost that they add to the uh, product. I don't want to nickel and dime people for toppings, so whatever, or not even toppings, but mix-ins, whatever I make within their ice cream or whatever flavor they choose. And so I will let them choose, you know, if they want two or three, I'm fine with that. So it really doesn't bother me how many flavors they choose, but I have a particular, um, there is a Heath Bar type ice cream that I make, and it uses the crunched up uh, Heath toffee bars. And you can buy the packages, and it's quite a, quite a large pack. I want to say it's about three, maybe two pounds or something like that. It's probably two pounds um, at our local store here. It's $20 for that two pounds, though. And even though I'm only using a spoonful of this or, or maybe a maybe a couple of tablespoons um, of Heath Bar in it, it, again, I'm raising the cost of that product every single time. And so if I don't have it, people will have other, they will choose a different flavor. And so I definitely, once I'm out of Heath Bar, I'm no longer going to have that type of ice cream just because of the cost. Um, and, you know, it's again, it's also hard for me to have chocolate type toppings other than the the Hershey syrup because um, everything melts out in uh, the sun in Key West and so even to do like a mint chocolate chip or something like that I have to have a way to keep the chocolate chips from turning into one huge mound of uh, melted mess and so then it takes up cooler space which is at a premium on my food cart so these are kind of the things you have to consider but looking at those I mean those toppings some of them cost me a whole I mean the Heath bar toppings or mix-ins or that flavor of ice cream cost me a whole lot more than the key lime ice cream where I'm just having to put a few drops of key lime juice in. So to, to keep myself out of um, really expensive toppings and really extras that you add on are a huge, huge benefit for me. Um, I will also tell you that I do sell some frozen coffee drinks, and I'll make like what uh, Starbucks would call the mochaccino and the frappuccino and that sort of thing. Of course, we would never use those names or infringe on that trademark or anything like that, but it's the same type thing. And what I have found is I at one point was keeping whipped cream on my cart because I thought, you know, everyone liked whipped cream. And most of the time when people order it and I offer them, do you want whipped cream on it, most people say no. Because it really doesn't add anything. It's just like a beautiful thing to make it, you know, finished off and looking great. But when it comes right down to it, you get done drinking your drink and there's a big blob of whipped cream there. And nobody wants to drink that. So it's kind of a weird thing. But so these are things that like I'm discontinuing. I'm, I'm not going to be doing the flavored syrups, uh, flavored uh, coffee creamers anymore. I'm not going to be keep, keeping whipped cream in my cart um, and also, I'm not going to be keeping uh, the Heath Bar toppings for the ice cream. So these, this is cooler space that I'm freeing up for, you know, more room for other things. Um, but at the same time, an extra expense that I don't need to have and I don't need to take on and add, you know, two or three or five cents or ten cents to each cost of each product that I'm making. And so these things add up over time. And so what you want to do is you want to try to eliminate and give as basic options as possible. And you'll always have that one person 
in a you know blue moon i think last night somebody did say oh do they have a mushroom pizza for you and the guy had already ordered pepperoni because he knew my choices were cheese and pepperoni well i didn't have mushrooms because if i had mushrooms they would have been the only ones in three weeks that would have asked for it and i hear i would have been keeping fresh mushrooms every night since so you see you can't have product that's sitting there that you're not using or that spoils or goes to waste and if you offer people too many options it uh, number one adds to your cost it adds to the space that you're taking up in your freezer and your cooler and at the same time it makes it harder for them to make a decision which means the line gets longer and it takes you longer to wait on them so I'm finding basic is better and if you can get away with a couple of basic choices you will have happy customers no matter what so I am uh, going to run with my tweaks for right now. I'm going to continue the large and small pricing strategy. I think it's a great way for me to net more profit in my business and get it where I need to be so that I'm not having to make 300 ice creams a night just to make the amount of money that I need to make. I don't want to get in a situation where I cannot sustain the volume I would need to sustain to live off of. And so that's definitely something that I've got to take into consideration whenever, you know, it's when you, when you backwards engineer your finances and you say, I need X amount to live off of, and my highest profit margin uh, on something that I'm making is, you know, $2 or $3 or whatever it is. And then you actually look at the, the volume and the amount you have to sell to get to that number that you need every single month and then you break it down per day and then you stress out and you have a heart attack because you realize there's no way you're going to serve 150 customers a day that's whenever it's time to start tweaking so each one of these things that you do will impact that bottom line and if you you know if you shave off a nickel or a, you know a quarter before you know it over the course of a week you might have saved yourself 40 50 60 70 dollars just by making that one small change so i'm all about looking at those extras the add-ons the things that are costing you money the things you forget to add into your cost of goods And you get to a point where you're just getting as basic as possible for the amount of time I'm spending at the pier every night. I don't have time to offer a full smorgasbord of uh, toppings and sundaes and, you know, and everyone's always, oh, you should do this and you should do that and you should do the other. But at the same time, those are the very people that once you do it, they'll never come back and buy. And so um, you take it with a grain of salt. But I wanted to share the tweaks I was doing today because it's been worthwhile and I'm feeling much better about, uh, number one, the amount of um, revenue total that I can make with my new numbers. And then I'm also feeling better about the profit margin on uh the portion sizes that I'm going to be doing now. So it just definitely changes things and helps me get back on track uh, to make sure I'm profitable from the get-go. Now, this is a great thing to find out at this time because it's before I get into the really, really busy season. And I don't need distractions and I don't need other things um, to come along and make me make mistakes during the busiest season and cost me the money that I'm counting on making. So just wanted to share these with you and I'll keep sharing as I keep tweaking because there's nothing off limits for my tweaking and um, I will continue to do it and I will see uh, what people's responses are and I will measure them and see uh, what changes I need to continue making so all about 
looking at everything and evaluating and making changes as needed. So I hope you are too in whatever your business is and whatever you're trying to do in your life. Constantly tweak things. You'll find uh, sometimes you can uh, get an unexpected outcome that is absolutely what you were looking for. So that's what I'm That's what I'm hoping for in this situation. So I wanted to remind you before I let you go that if you need a website for any reason whatsoever, it's simple. Go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. There you'll find a place to put in the URL or the web address you're wanting to get. It'll take you to a place that shows you how much they are, what's available, and what incarnations are currently on the market. You can go ahead and make your choice, and you can make your purchase, and it's a very, very economical purchase, anywhere from $3.99 to $14.99. It's not a lot of money. Then, once you do that, I will send you a cheat sheet of plugins to go ahead and get you started for your website. It'll show you what you need to have on there to get found by all the people you want to find you and to be hidden from all the people that you don't want to find you, like the spammers and the bots and the people like that that want to use your website for their own promotion. So simply go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website to find the website you need for your business and get started today. Thank you again for joining me on this journey. And every day is, I know, another episode of just the mundane everyday details and everyday life that goes on. And if we weren't capturing it day by day, many of these small details that really could be critical to your business would be missed. And so I appreciate you coming and slogging through the details with me and going on the journey with me. And um, I hope you have a fantastic day. All right. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. I'm Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire, reminding you that building your business happens step by step. Whether you're just starting or growing your business, use what you heard in this interview today to build a strong foundation for your business. Make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast in iTunes. And remember, when you have the choice, choose local. 